So, uh, Rachel, before the show starts, we actually, uh, we, I say start the party, Dan, and you get to decide how I say that. So it can be oh, like an man. accent, a character, a situation, whatever. Well, you not want. an accent, but yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on the it accent. Depends on the accent. I think we. I think yeah. we've de- like to there me. Are some accents that sorry, like impression. Know. Is that a better way of saying it than I accent? Think so. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um. Oh man, I'm not good under pressure. What like the, with a sense of slow creeping dread, perhaps? Okay. okay. So that's just how, how you, just how you normally say it. Yeah, huh? I was going to say that's usually how I feel before we record the episode, so that won't be a problem. Okay, slow creeping dread. Okay. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Start the party, Dan. Mm, was no. that not good? You didn't no, feel it? I'm going to call you out on that. That's- well, because it's like I was like <laughs> feeling dread, so I was like quiet. Like I was nervous. That, that sounded, because are- last week you did the seductive. Seductive. One, right? That was not and seductive. Seductive no, was like, it sounded, start the party. It sounded closer. It was kind of breathy, right? It sounded a little start closer. Start the party, to Dan. Okay, I would but say, see, to me, like creeping dread has that kind of same quality. I guess it sort of. I not, see as sedu- not as seduction. No, no, but no, no, just no, no, like, no. But that, that tone sort of. Yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying. Um, I would still like to hear it a second time. All right. Rachel, do you, do you have notes? Yeah. I mean, I guess I, the breathiness does make sense if you are imposing the sense of creeping dread, which Mm -hmm. I do think is, is appropriate. So, um, yeah, just lean in, I would say. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Start the party, Dan. Was that that? That was a I try to take some of the breathiness. Out. <laughs> no, I know, and then but then it's creeping. Sort of I'll, I'll say this: I will say this. Slow creeping dread in four words. <laughs> not the, not the easiest, you know. Like where when is the dread creeping? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it starts creeping in around party. Okay, so I so like I should be almost like scared when I'm saying Dan, kind mm-hmm. of. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess the key is are like like Rachel said that like are you the one causing the dread? Or is the dread sort of happening to you? To me, I feel like it's happening to me. That was my initial sort of... The dread is... Yeah, you're... Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think you're getting there. Uh, Rachel, normally, um, this doesn't happen. (laughs) Normally, (laughs) normally this takes 30 seconds. I'm just like... Uh, I'm just in a mood. It's also... Well, no, no, it's not your fault. It's also normally that I do a bad job and no one says anything. So that's (laughs) normally... I decided to call John out. That's normally what happens. The, I would say how many Stefan, what do you say? I'd probably nail this like one out of ten times, maybe. Yeah, and when you nail where, it, where you, I do you it, do, you feel, where you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that was good. You there's know? there's been times where you've just absolutely hit it out of the park. Yes, yeah, but try. then there are definitely times where I suck at it and Stefan doesn't say anything. I don't say anything because I, because I feel like we're not gonna get any better than that. You know what I mean? But but with this, I feel like there's room for improvement. All right. You could do okay. It. You know what? I am starting to feel dread for the people who are having to listen <laughs> to this fucking you here. bullshit. This so here you okay. go. Start the party, Dan. So now mm, I'm frustrated with the dread, No, that was better, you know? though. I think the way you said Dan sort of... That yeah, brought I agree. Yeah, okay, thank you. you. Good. So we can start the show. I sure, yeah. All right. Oh, no, you got upset online. Looks like you're having a real bad time. Should have just ignored what I said. But now I've got proof that you read it. Block party! Oh, you bet she's a fuck! You bet she's a fuck! You bet she's a fuck! Block party! Oh, you bet she's a fuck! I quote tweeted a dog, and 
friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Block Party. This is episode number 183. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And with us is a wonderful guest. She has many things I would love to say about her. An executive editor at Popular Science, host of The Weirdest Thing I Learned This Week, and author of the brand new book, Been There, Done That, A Rousing History of Sex. Rachel Feltman is here. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey. Thanks Uh, for having me. Yeah, normally, again, normally the show uh, doesn't start like that. And it's not, this is not on you. (laughs) This is on me, I would say. It's not even on John. I think John did fine. Well, no, I I agree that I didn't do well. It's just that I usually don't do well. And it's not a problem. It's weird that I I called you out for it, I guess. Yeah, like it's usually not an issue. Well, you know what it is, is that I have to go get my pants hemmed today. And I'm sort of in a bad mood because of that. And it's it's kind of John's Mm. fault because it's for John's wedding next week. So... Um, yeah. I'm kind of taking out my pants hemming anger. Why are you mad about getting your pants hemmed? I don't know. Because then you have like, to think about feels, how short you are. No, I mean, I'm, I have like normal sized legs, but I just feel like the, <laughs> when you get pants, it's always for people with like extremely long legs. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, I, do, the, do the pant legs come over your feet like little booties? They do. It's kind of <laughs> cute, actually. But I think for your wedding, I'm going to I'm going to have just like regular pants, I think, but it's probably um, a good idea. I do have to go. I do have to go get my pants hemmed and I, and I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of a, a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? I just want to wear the pants. I don't want to have to put work into wearing the pants. Right. Wow. Sounds like a conversation you have with Irene. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to wear the pants for the, once. Please. The thing, I'm, the thing I'm really excited for, uh, and Rachel, I don't know if you get this vibe from producer Dan, but um, I'm really excited to see Dan wearing a suit because he's not, to me, he's not a suit guy, I would say. It is always exciting to see a non-suit guy in a suit. Yeah, I've worn a suit before. one of the best things about weddings. I know, well, I know you've worn a suit before at some point, and I've just never seen it. So I'm, I'm very excited. You got the haircut sort of, was it kind of for the wedding or just because? It was partly because of the wedding and partly because my girlfriend was getting really angry about the, how <laughs> okay. I looked. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. The girlfriend, the girlfriend came back in the picture, and then she was like, "Dan, you're gonna have to change a bunch of things about your life." And in fairness, I have been saying that for years, but <laughs> yeah, but John's I haven't not, had you know, sex with Dan. Me off, so they, yeah. okay, whoa, oh, Dan, okay. Jesus. <laughs> I said having tugging me off, Dan. Show some. I think class. a hand. Well, I think a hand job is much more tame than what you said. Mm. I said having sex. Yeah, I think the way. Dan said it though. Yeah, very rude. Is a little. Yeah. I apologize for. Dan, what it, what is your what does your suit look like? Can you describe the suit to us? Um, it's a black jacket. Okay. And a black shirt. Oh, okay. And black pants. Oh, okay. And now, are you going tie or no tie? Oh, I'm going tie, baby. Okay, I'm going no tie. Yeah, you should I know do you, it. you should do a red tie, like, and then you'd be like the alkaline trio. No, it's it's a black tie with white uh, white dots on it. Whoa, dots. Dan! All right, I'm excited. I'm, for I'm this excited outfit. to see it. It's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. I also have to go get my shit hemmed and whatnot today, and hopefully, I can get it done in time. About I, um, six I, days. So. I think a lot of places do same day alterations. So you should, and pants hemming. I feel like I mean I've never done it before. I'm I'm speaking completely. <laughs> out of the You've never gotten pants hemmed before? No, no, no. I mean, I've never hemmed pants personally oh <laughs> I've, I've gotten pants hemmed but but okay. i feel like to me that seems like the lower end of the scale in terms of like yeah. alteration difficulty right am i right there or no I- that's for sure right it's like yeah. pretty you know they're just like rolling them up 
That's and, basically and it, right? I think like, I also yeah. have to get my sleeves on my jacket uh, hemmed or whatever as well. That's going to oh, be a lot fine. tougher. Yeah, that's going to be a lot harder. Yeah, I tried might... to explain that to him, Rachel. Like, Because they got to my... move the buttonholes. Yeah. 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 My, al- my alterations took two weeks for my suit. So, Oh, boy. Okay. So, but I, mean, I think you're, you're fine with the though. pants hemming. I had to get, well, Stefan, I'll give you a guess as to what needed to happen to my suit pants. Oh, okay. They had to make the ass bigger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they can do that? Yeah, yeah. I might need that as well. Then. <laughs> Shit. Rachel, John has a, John has kind of a wagon on him. <laughs> so. I, um, I had my wedding, uh, in October after a lot of delays and my husband got a custom made suit cause he's six foot five. So it was like, Oh wow. There was very, very few options that weren't going to make him look, uh, very silly. And, um, yeah, it had been like, two years since he got it custom made. And I was like, look, I know men don't really think about subtle body changes as much, but like, you probably do want to try it on and like double check while there's still lots of time. And he was like, turns out I can't sit down in the suit. Oh no. So, Oh, it was fine. You know, he went, he went and got it altered and they were like, yeah, very straightforward. Your, your ass would absolutely tear these pants in half on your wedding day. So, so uh, what you're saying is in COVID, your husband got a dump truck ass. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. So that's good for you. That's like a positive, right? Yeah. We're a, we're a dump truck ass family. (laughs) I feel like John sort of already had the dump truck ass going on. Yeah, I've already had it. I didn't develop it. Well, I just think it's from years of playing, I think over over from years of hockey and curling. I think we'll, we'll give you a, we'll give you a big dumper. Curling Curling, because you're like, you're crouching down a lot. right? Yeah. Curling's a big, curling's a big butt sport. A lot of squatting happening there. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely a plus, I think. Yeah. Sorry. Can I just, can I just shout out how, uh, how kind producer Dan is to, he had to go do his laundry. And he has on his camera on like OBS or whatever has written yeah. be right back getting laundry. So yeah, I'll take Dan, a thank you. I know you're going to listen to this later, Dan. So, so thank you. That's very. I'll take a picture of that for the for the Instagram. There we go. BRB getting laundry. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Now, um, was your husband happy about this development? Was he like, oh, cool. I've got a big ass now. Or was I, it a. I think it was truly neutral to him okay. um, in for which I which is why I pointed out that maybe he should double check that the suit fit like more than a week before our wedding. Cause right. Yeah. Which is smart. Cause you're right. Men are very dumb and we don't think, we don't think like, Oh, this suit we bought two years ago may not fit anymore. (laughs) Well, and just like clothes that are cut for men are just like the, the places they uh, cinch in are like way more forgiving than clothes that are cut for women. Like I just, I feel like it is, uh, yeah. I know many men who get to just kind of like float through life, just vibing, not, not thinking about a little, a little bit here, a little bit there. And uh, I love that. I would love to have been socialized that way. Have to say. But, yeah, uh, that's fair. Like I, my buddy got married. I didn't end up going because it ended up being one of those weddings that got canceled for COVID. And then they did mm-hmm. like a small wedding and it was across the country. So we didn't end up going. But originally he made me, he was like, I was in the wedding party and he was like, I want everybody to get this one pair of pants from this one store. It's like a national chain in Canada. So it wasn't a big issue to go get it. And then I got the pants and I texted him and I'm like, how comfortable are you with your entire family seeing my ass and balls? And 
tinnitus. <laughs> Basically, it was it was so tight in that region. It was like you could see like the folds in my sack. Like it was cra- and he was just like he's like, "Oh, they're tight on me too, man. It's fine." I'm like, "Man, you're like your grandma's going to be there, dude. Like, do we got to And this was I think before I even realized that they could take out the ass on pants, but yeah, that's what they had to do for my suit. Very similar to your husband that it was like Okay, it was close. It was like yeah. okay when I was standing but up. But when you sat down, but then it was... it was like, yeah, when you're trying to move around and realizing too, I think, and I'm sure you and your husband went through this back in October. It's like realizing too, like, not only are you going to be in the suit all day, but you got to do a lot. You got to do the pictures. You got to do yeah. the this. You got to do that. So it's like you're moving around. You got a lot going on. Like, you got to make sure that, you know, you don't feel like the circulation to your ass is being cut off all day. Absolutely true. Yeah. You got to be comfy. I do have a I have a wedding suit question, which is sure. Do you have any friends coming to your wedding who are like the wild card friend who might show up in a maroon smoking jacket? Like, oh. is there anybody who you're John's dad? I feel like is it's, he was not going to wear a suit. Right? It's my father. Yeah. My dad <laughs> is the wild card. And it's not but- that he's like a cool like maroon smoking jacket <laughs> guy. Um, it was more like. He doesn't understand anything that's happening in the world of anything. Like he, so so so. Rachel, here's his thing. So he was gonna he, wear like a golf shirt, probably. No, right? he wasn't. Like, gonna, no, no, he wouldn't be that bad. But he, okay. he, so he believes like ties are no one wears a tie anymore. And I was like, well, that is sort of true. I think in the world of business, I think like on a day to day basis, there are a lot of businessmen who aren't expected to wear a tie every day or don't wear a. Tie you can tell him that I'm not wearing a tie. Yeah, I will. But like weddings are a little bit more like most of the time guys are wearing like a suit and tie to the wedding. He was planning on wearing a dress shirt and dress pants and running shoes, which he said Mm. the running shoes he said Mm. were a tribute to me. What? Because because (laughs) I love. Well, that's his. Well, no, I fucking hate running. Yeah, it was. No, it was because were they at least new running shoes or they old running shoes? Oh, no, he's going to buy new running shoes, but not like so I think, Stefan, like if you and I were to say like, oh, we're going to wear a nice outfit with nice running shoes, we would yeah. go buy like a crisp white pair of sure. like, Reeboks or Nikes, or, you know, something that would yeah. pop. My dad was just going to go buy like Asics and be like, oh, these okay. are like my new running shoes that <laughs> right. I'm wearing to the, the classic wedding. dad shoe, the oh, Nike yeah. Monarch, like that sort yes, of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so he said that he was going to wear that in tribute to me because I love shoes. And I've like, oh, like I'm, I'm the type of guy, like I have like 30 pairs of shoes in my house, whatever. Right. But for him to do that tribute properly, like you said, it would have to be like, it would be well, like a nice pair of sneakers or something. And Stefan, like, you know, my father. This yeah. tribute to me is a made-up excuse so he can <laughs> wear, wear running, running shoes, shoes to yeah. my wedding. He's gonna be—he'll be, be standing a lot. Take away any of the focus from your shoe choices <laughs> on your big day. Exactly. So Did he was I like, "Not wear running shoes to your <laughs> wedding." Then I was—I was gonna wear some Vans, but I guess I'll maybe not. Dan, do whatever you want. I don't. <laughs> the, the bottom line is, we don't actually care. We're having a small wedding with our friends. It doesn't really matter. It's just like when you're the dad of one of the people in the wedding party, like, you know, people are going to be looking at you. You want to step it up. And then he wasn't yeah. sure if he wanted to get a new hat because uh, my dad is a bald man. And what, uh, what kind of hat was he planning on wearing? I well, so he wore a fedora to my sister's wedding, but my oh sister's my wedding. God. You didn't know that? No, I'm really I'm like even more excited for your wedding. now. <laughs> well, well, so this was the thing is so my sister's wedding was in Hawaii on the beach. 
Okay. So like so I wearing sort a fedora, of... outdoor wedding. Like no one at my sister's wedding wore suits because it's too hot. So yeah, everybody you're wearing was shorts just, and like a Hawaiian shirt. Dre- like... No, no, we wore dress shirts okay. and, and linen pants. Okay. Because then yeah, it's yeah. you know a little breezy. Yeah, yeah. Or sorry, I should say as a groomsman, that's what we. I was yes. a groomsman. That's what we wore was linen pants and whatever. But so my dad wore the fedora to that, and then that became his like because he also spent like. $170 on this fedora or whatever. So then that became his new <laughs> go-to like fancy item, you know? Okay. And so now, so then it was like this sort of conflict what, of what like- What color is the fedora? Black. Okay. So he was like, it looks good. Like it's not, it, it, I wouldn't say you see it and you're like, oh, fedora guy. Or like well, it, it he's looks old like enough an ex- that, yeah, he's, he's like enough. an old guy. So and an old guy like can an wear expensive a hat, like hat. Yeah, it yeah. looks like an expensive hat. It's fine. But yeah, so he, he was just like, I'm going to wear that to your wedding. And I'm like, well, you wore that to Katie's wedding. And I was trying to <laughs> convince him to get a new hat. Sure. But he didn't. So he's just, so I, he so will I'm, be wearing that hat at the wedding. I believe he will be wearing oh, a fedora yes, with, my with running shoes. With, no, I think he's gonna go. I convinced him to go dress shoes. I think. Okay, all right. <laughs> and and what kind of shoes are you wearing, John? Mm. I'm wearing Crocs. <laughs> okay, all right. I feel like those have had actually a bit of a comeback in the past like year or so. They I don't really know. If, have. I, I don't know if it's because people are just inside all the time. Like obviously, I've been wearing a lot of sweatpants and like yoga pants and stuff the last two years. Uh, working from home, but like I feel like Crocs are like I don't not like high fashion, but they're like getting up there with like high like sneaker fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I have a pair of like house Crocs for that reason. Like I mm-hmm. spent a lot of time in my house, and I moved to a place with like very hard tile floors. Right. Uh, right before the pandemic, so I was like, yeah, these are ideal for this. And then I ended up buying a pair of sandals just because I liked them, and realized later they were Crocs. And people compliment them, compliment me on them all the time and then act like really betrayed when I tell them they're Crocs, <laughs> like that I did it on purpose to like right. trick them. But lately I've been seeing a lot of teens in these like, I don't know if they're Crocs or a knockoff Croc brand, but they are the most like 25th century looking shoes in the corniest way. Like they look almost like... um like something from the alien movies, like growing on their feet and they're Isn't made that, out of croc material. Aren't there like and, Yeezys like yeah, that? Yeah, those, those are the Yeezys. The, okay. the new Yeezys okay. look like that. Yeah. That makes sense because I saw like one teenager in them and I was like, wow, the kids, I'm, I've completely lost touch. And then yeah. I, now I see them like multiple times a day. So. I well, can, I mean, the thing with those is that they're extremely expensive. So that's the part of it where it's like, yeah, you look like you're wearing this insane shoe, but it was also like $400 or whatever. John, have you seen my sandals? The ones that I've got? Uh, which ones? I don't the, know. The Hoka's or whatever? I don't know what that means. Have here, you seen uh, my Crocs? I just yes. bought Crocs. I yeah. got tie-dye Crocs. Here are uh, nice. here are my sandals. I've had these for... I got these at the start of the pandemic just to kind of wear around, and they're very comfy, but they look they do look kind of insane also. Yeah, I'm going to look here. I just sent it in the, in the Zoom here. I've owned a pair um, of Hoka's before. They're very nice. They're... They're very, very, very oh, comfortable. Yeah. yeah. But they have that sort of semi-futuristic oh, wow. look too, right? Like, Damn, Stefan, you bought $999 sandals? Holy that's right. fuck, yeah. man. You're just, is that, wait, is that what it says for you? That's crazy that they're so expensive. <laughs> I can't believe you would eat. Like, I know, obviously, you spend a lot of the listeners' money in really stupid ways, but that might be up there with the stupidest. Yeah. No, they were $60. I'll, I'll say that. But <laughs> I'm um, Yeah, they were $49.99 on mine, but... Yes. I like that you did believe for a second that I was seeing a price of 
well, $1,000. I, I, I like that you, I mean, I think you're probably right that at some, I, I am stupid enough that I would get a thousand dollar pair of sandals probably if, if mm. I, if I was, I mean, you might. I would have to be, God, I mean, they would have to look really stupid, I think, for me to get them, right? Like, I think what the, Rachel, to your point, what the teens are doing with the Crocs, I'm a high school teacher, so I see this. They, they, the Crocs have now done like a Pandora thing where you can mm. like buy charms for your Crocs. What? Yes. And they go, they go in the holes, they go in the Croc holes. <laughs> what? And so you, you didn't Don't know this, Don't say Croc Stephan? hole. Don't say what? Croc hole. What's I wrong with Croc hole? <laughs> uh, okay. I have a, I have a horrible, uh, loud racist neighbor Who's oh no! Jeez, uh, <laughs> confusing older man. He has a backpack that has like a Confederate flag on it and uh, a "Don't Tread on Me" flag on it. Uh, but he wears Crocs covered in Croc charms every sing- every single day. Every time wow. I see him, and that is a fascinating um, character choice to me. Uh, but that has pretty much ruined uh, the, the Croc racism for you? concept for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Racism right. used to be I, so cool until I, this guy I started wearing the these Crocs. Croc yeah. I've never heard of Croc charms before. Oh, you haven't? Oh, man, yeah. they're nuts. It's I like, think it's maybe because I'm not looking at high schoolers' feet all day. But... <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, you don't have to say it like that. But it's, it's true, just yeah. like, uh, yeah, because they'll, they'll have like emoji ones or okay. ones with like little slogans on them. But I was looking this and up. And they just I... they loop around the, the little No, opening. they go in the hole. So they, they like, plug like the a... Croc hole? Yeah, you plug the crock hole. It's like a pin that. Yeah, it's what? almost like a pin the... that fits in the crock hole. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look these up right now. Just a sec. Okay. Yeah, and I've never looked too close at my racist neighbor's charms. Charms? Because I. Well, I Rachel, feel like I'm I was... gonna learn see learn things I don't want to learn. Well, I was gonna say so. Brian, uh, my co-host on the POD cast, and I were talking about Crocs on our show, and we found out that th- and this maybe this guy has these. They have crock nuts. Like the truck nuts, but you can oh get them my for God. your Crocs. You, so where would you wow. put them on the Crocs? So, so those ones go off the back. It's like a cl- it's like, <laughs> it's a like truck nuts, I guess. Yeah, right? like truck nuts. So it's literally like uh, the you know the the band that you wear around the back of the Croc. Like because some people don't wear don't put the band on, and some people do. Right. But if you wear the band it around, around your heel. It's like a little clip that goes on with the nuts. I'll so see if I, I can So I would say, like, them. I know, it's like, if we're talking like anatomy equivalent on the croc, I feel like, I feel like the balls would have to go on like the bottom of the shoe for it to work properly, right? Like, because right now this is like if my balls are on the small of my back, right? Okay, here, Isn't I'm that s- sort of the equivalent? I'm sending them. I'm sending them right now. There you okay. go. Okay. Oh, that's look at that. Look how long that yeah. link is. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus Christ, John. Oh wow. Well, just... Yeah, those are off-putting. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Okay. Those are insane. Holy shit. And they have like the vein sort of as well. Yeah. Like, I don't know how sort of serious they are. Like, I don't know if people are wearing these ironically or uh, what, but yeah. Oh boy. There seems so the- to be a few people selling them. There's one, one company has called them Crocticles and they're, they're making like different, uh, like you can get different colored ones here. Right. So the yeah. Croc, uh, the Croc charms are called gibbets. That's okay. what they're called. I'm on gibbets. the official Crocs website. They're called gibbets. Gibbets. Um, and actually, it says here, "Hey, uh, no gibbets holes, no problem. <laughs> Attach a collection of charms to just about any pair of shoes with laces. <laughs> no so gibbets holes. No gibbets holes. Yeah. <laughs> no I mean, that's gibbets been a big holes. Problem for no me problem. For, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll get. In, maybe I'll get into Crocs. I don't know. Maybe it's time. Right. It might be. I mean, okay. I'm, Hold on. I'm, I'm gonna send you this one Crocs. site has made Croc nuts in like a bunch of different colors. Check that out. Okay. Let's see. 
I like the gold ones. Normal normal size link this time too. I'll just yeah. let the listeners know. Yeah. Um. Oh, crocticles. Okay. Yeah. Crocticles, oh wow, yeah. those are a little more because they have more wrinkles on the. Yeah. Bit of a smaller skin. sack though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I think the thing with the first one you sent is that they didn't really put any effort into making the balls look realistic. Mm. No, and in fact, I was thinking like it totally looks like someone originally made a charm that was like those Haribo cherry candies. Yes. And then yeah. looked at them and was like, hey. These <laughs> exactly. could be put yeah. the veins these on are, these. These are these balls. actually yeah. look like balls. These, yeah, these ones, they're fully going for. Um, I, I will say it's very funny because it shows you the Crocs that you can put them on. You can't put them on the Crocs light ride. You can't put them on the Crocs all terrain. And I think most importantly, you cannot put them on the kids Crocs. So that's probably for the best. That's for the best, I think. But you yeah. can put them on the standard Croc with the one inch uh, strap at the back. Yeah. Um, Should John, I, get I was some actually Croc trying nuts? to figure out. Well, yeah, I, I was trying to figure out because like, I don't know what to get you and Becca for your wedding. <laughs> And I mean, his I mean, and hers cash croc is good. Nuts. I mean, cash is good. I don't. Sure. Th- I don't know if you need croc. I don't know croc nuts. Necessarily. Well, I could throw some croc nuts in. There, <laughs> they have the red, white, and blue ones. I mean, that's they have the true. Gold ones. That that feels like what your neighbor maybe would wear. Rachel is the oh, sort the, the red, yeah. white, and blue croc nuts. Yeah. Oh my god, these are these are so stupid, John. Oh my god. <laughs> well, look, I feel like you know on our show. It's very rare that I get to be the one that sort of brings something to the table that blows your mind. <laughs> I know. Like, it's, it's usually great. you is like, it's usually I'm, you I'm that's proud like of fucking you. me up. Yeah. No, I, I don't have anything weird this week, I don't think, for the most part. <laughs> like, even my even my social media update is like... It's pretty tame. Relatively. It's just funny. It's just like a funny thing that happened. It's not, it's not like crazy, though. You know what right. I mean? Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, shit. Did you, did you know that Balenciaga makes croc heels? What? I have seen those, yeah. Oh my god. I feel like I need to right, I'll, I'll, that... I'll send you the link. Holy shit. How much I are mean, they, they are eight hundred and twenty five dollars. <laughs> so okay. if you want to get steal. Becca if you want to get Becca something for our wedding, maybe Sure, that. yeah. How try those on. Like who has anyone ever <laughs> wore these, right? Oh like, only, no one's ever probably worn these only people that Balenciaga paid to wear them. That's what I mean. Um. Like it's like I could see like a celebrity wearing them to the Met Gala or something like that, you know. But it doesn't feel like something that any normal person would it, wear. It looks so funny because the Crocs themselves are just like plain black Crocs. Yeah, it's really half-assed. I feel like you could really. There's the, such an the opportunity heel, right? to, to go he- full camp with yeah. a eight hundred dollar pair of croc high heels and this is just the heels look it looks like a kickstand on a bike or something like it (laughs) looks so it looks so shitty and cheap like you're right i feel but but then i guess it also sort of fits with the the style of the croc in that way um but yeah i don't know uh these are this website is crazy too what a deal it says free delivery on orders over four hundred dollars canadian oh wow oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you for this deal are there are there Crocs for like expensive Crocs for men? I'm just looking right now. Let's see. Oh, there's got to be right. Let's see. I'm I'm taking a look right now. Crocs. <laughs> what a okay. what a what a Google search. Expensive Crocs for men. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Have... I don't know what they look like. I just want to pay a lot. So for there's them. there's eight hundred dollar Croc uh, boots for men. Oh god. Um, wow. and then uh, Croc mules is what these are called. These are six hundred and thirty dollars. Mm. Um, and actually. These ones look a little bit cooler, I think. Um, yeah, I'm checking this out here. Crocs. I could, I could oh, this wear is these, the same site that the, it is, it's that the, the same heels site, were yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh God, those are ugly as fuck, dude. What are you talking oh, about? I don't know. I, I kind of I, I don't like the color. I think I'd wear them in black, but I don't mind. Oh, them. Those I look think, awful. I, I think man. they're kind of cool. God. Um. So you don't want the croc nuts for your wedding as a gift? I don't know if they'd get here. In time I'd rather not. Rachel, what was the worst gift you got at your wedding? Oh God, that's a really dangerous question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I got any bad gifts. Uh. I did put some like stupid stuff on my registry because like when else are you gonna uh, yeah. do that? Um, but people didn't take the bait. They weren't like, oh, I'm going to get Rachel this <laughs> thing she clearly put on this registry as a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get anything like truly ridiculous. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I guess like no gift. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I, like I don't I wasn't uh I wasn't somebody who like took note and like planned my revenge, but uh there were also a couple of like people who like they brought us a card and a check, which is a a lovely thing to do, but then I think people feel awkward about just dropping a check so they would get some kind of like and a trinket. And so we just got some like random right. and some somebody gave us like a pair of like plastic salad tongs and I was like you didn't have to do this. <laughs> you gave me two hundred dollars. I don't, thank you. Could have just handed um, us the envelope. Yeah, yeah. But people are. Um, I think people people get anxious about like what an appropriate right. gift is. Um, is the, do, you ha- do you have a registry, John? I mean, I should have asked this. A no, while, no, no, no. I didn't. Think we're having so. okay. we're having tw- twenty seven people at our wedding. Yeah, twenty six people, something like that. Um. We've told anyone who's traveling not to get us a gift. So that's like half of the people coming are traveling from somewhere. So it's like, we're not, so we were like, okay, what are we going to do? Do a registry for 10 people? Like it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dan, what are you going to get, John? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think it's just occurred to Dan that maybe he is is going to get No, this occurred to me like like. a couple days ago. I was going to, I was also (laughs) going to ask about the registry. But um, we don't have a yeah, registry. I, yeah. I, I mean, it would have been fun to Rachel. Did you do the thing where you go with the like gun in the store? I and wish. you do the- it was like peak pandemic times when we were right. setting up our registry. Um, we did Zola. Uh, it, you know, it was convenient. It's probably not the best, but it is like it's all there. Um, it was fine. I kind of like in retrospect. I really respect people who don't do gifts at weddings because it was like. I don't know. We're adults. We already like owned a home together. It wasn't like we really needed things. Yeah. But did I really want, you know, uh, an air fryer? Yes. <laughs> and now I'm a married woman, so I deserve to have one. You know, <laughs> I agree. John, John, do you have an air fryer? You do, right? I do. But ours has kind of fallen apart. So if okay. you want to get me a, a nice like ninja air fryer, I wouldn't be okay. mad about that. Yeah, that that might, I, that's the one that I've got. And it, if it, you want to really love that thing. If yeah, you want to give me a gift, I mean, because that is the thing, too, that you run into. And I'm sure, Rachel, you have as well. It kind of almost reminds me, and I people get weird about this, but it reminds me of The Office where Pam is, like, trying to convince people <laughs> to give them cash for their wedding and not to give them gifts. And it, But it is, like, I do think there are people who just want to give you a gift. Like, right. like you said, with the salad tongs or whatever, it's just, like... 
they're like, I could get them cash, but I could also go shopping and do the thing. And like, I don't want to rob people of that. If they want to, if you don't want to give us cash and you want to feel like, oh, I want to go out and have fun shopping for a gift. Like, look, if you want to spoil me, baby, spoil me. I'm ready. <laughs> I'll be giving you cash. I did actually remember an actually bad gift. And I'm pretty confident the person who gave it to me will never listen to this podcast. Yes. Oh, perfect. Uh, okay, let's go. It was in addition to a monetary gift. It was one of those like, uh, you know, kind of like um, stuffing the bag to make them feel like they had handed us a whole thing. And it was a book of Jewish haikus. The giver was not Jewish. Uh, the haikus were offensive. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> oh, no. I think the author was Jewish, but he was definitely pandering to a waspy crowd. Oh, um, oh boy. No. So, so it was I, kind of uh, like haikus in place of like limericks or something? Like it was that yeah, kind of like vibe? Yeah. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> Oof. Do you okay. think though well, it's because like John? I got to get you a different gift. I think <laughs> you're gonna, the, the Jewish haiku. I gotta. I have to. I have to return. I have to go to the bookstore and return something. <laughs> now, do you think though it's like because I feel? I mean, I guess you're not necessarily in the world of comedy, but I feel like having a podcast and what it, like. Because I think that's part of it, too. Like, we're having a very small wedding. But I could see if we had, like, a you know, a 100-person wedding where people maybe don't know us as well. They might be like, ah, oh, John's a comedian. We got to try and get him a funny, <laughs> hey, hey, you know, kind of thing. And that would be, that's when you would get into the truly, like, bad gifts, I feel. Yeah, for sure. No, when people try to be clever, it's always bad. And it's bad enough when it's, like, your birthday and the gifts are all stupid anyway. But, like, when it's a wedding... And it just the everything feels much more uh, weighty. So when you open a book of lightly uh, anti-Semitic poetry, <laughs> yeah, <from your laughs> waspy friend, <laughs> just is like oh, great. I'm glad this is what you were thinking about on my wedding day. <laughs> I love that. Now, now, John, uh, if I get you cash for your wedding, should I just put it in with like the card, basically? Yeah. Or I mean, or you can okay. hand it to me and make it really weird. Well, I remember like right. um, when I a good a good friend of mine is is um, South Asian. They had the big Indian wedding and like 500 people there. And, you know, I'm I'm like, a, you know, just an idiot white guy. So I was like, I didn't realize or at least at their wedding. And I don't know if this is tradition at at all Indian weddings, but I believe it is where they don't have a gift table because they don't want. I think it's like something about like you don't want to encourage people necessarily to have to bring gifts or whatever. Or that's seen as like a tacky thing to do or something. So I had brought like a cash gift. But what they ask you to do is to give it to his parents. So like I had to go and like find his parents and like just hand his mom and dad who I'd met like <laughs> once before in my life be like, hey, here's this. And they're like, oh, yeah, thank you. And then his mom just put it in her purse. And it felt like. I was, they were just getting the money themselves. Which is fine. So. The wedding, yeah. I'm sure, cost over $100,000 easily. I mean, there was 500 people there. The wedding was a full day. I guaranteed it cost a, so much money. that, But it would just, it wasn't a big deal, but it definitely felt a little, a little strange to me, just as usually you kind of let your sort of like, oh, yeah, I'll just throw my gift on a table and I don't have to be weird about it and then that was just like uh you know oh, it felt like yeah more of an exchange so if you want to have that feeling with me at my wedding <laughs> is my whole point you can just hand me cash directly 
Okay, I can do that. I think I can pull that off. Yeah. That feels right. like an I'm re- uncle I'm ready to go. That feels I'm like ready, an older, an wedding. older uncle move to just be like, "Hey, I didn't get you a card," and just like hand you, <laughs> yeah. just hand just you like a hundred dollar your... bill or something. Buy yourself something yeah. nice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking of buying okay. yourself something nice, let's move on to our social media updates. What a good segue. Boy, was it smooth. Stefan and John are going to bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social, social, social media. Rachel, we always like to start with the guests. What's going on on your social media? Yeah, um, it's a great question because I have a, a love-hate relationship with uh, social media at this time. I um, Twitter is my biggest platform and the one I hate the most. I mm-hmm. uh, For the last like year and a half, I haven't had Twitter on my phone, and I highly recommend that. This last week, I had it the app on my phone again to do like book promo stuff, and wow, terrible for my mental health. Just like, I don't know, that tweet where it's like, why do I feel sad as I stare into the flashlight that tells me bad news? That is absolutely yeah. my relationship with Twitter. Um, but I've been spending a lot more time on TikTok. Do I think it's healthier? No. Does it (laughs) allow me to create like an alternate version of reality? That's just like excessively good looking gay people who are like depressing enough to be relatable, but not so depressed that I'm worried about them. Yes. And I like, that's very, uh, enriching for me. So yeah, my social media update is that I've been on TikTok uh, occasionally doing videos about like weird historical facts and um, some of the youth like it. So that's nice. Um, but my big thing lately is there's this guy, his username is Dandy Diablo. And over the last few days, he's been doing um, like bits where he pretends to be side characters on like Law & Order SVU, like the yoga instructor they go to interview um, who used to cat sit for the suspect uh, (laughs) or like going to the topless bar where the murdered woman worked and talking to the, um, you know, ancient woman who owns it. And they're just like really well done. And as someone who uh, grew up watching a lot of Law & Order with my grandma, uh, I find them spot on, uh, hilarious. And uh, much better than most of the stuff I've been looking at on social media lately. I do like those very, very specific uh, references and, and impressions that are Absolutely, for yeah. for a very specific uh, group of people. Um, yeah. But uh, like, I don't know if those are like easier to nail down necessarily. Like, I think it's still a challenge. But um, th- th- when you see one that like you get that is like directed to you as a fan Absolutely. of something, it, it just hits so hard. So, and you see somebody find their niche too. Like yeah. this guy went from doing one of these one time to making like three of them a day and, you know, good for him. He seems to be some kind of comedian. Best of luck to him. I love that. Godspeed to yeah. him. I love my, I think my favorite niche TikTok is the one where the guy finds out what, uh, sports game is playing in a TV show. Oh, I, that one is incredible. Yeah, it's okay, he's so good at that too. He's yeah. so good. It's nuts. And yeah, it'll be it'll just, like flash on the screen for like two seconds, and he'll be able to figure it out. Like, yeah, he tries to figure out because a lot of the like sports footage, current sports footage, is like owned by companies. So a lot of times it's like stock footage. The one he was, the, there's one he's like stuck on 
Uh, and it's actually from the office. There's like a scene where Jim is in the like sports, uh, agency i guess that he ends up like owning or part yeah. owning at the end of the show and he's waiting for an interview so he's like watching a sports game in the like lobby of this office and they show it for like two seconds and it appears to be very easy because there's a score bug on the screen that looks like an mlb score bug but to make it look like a current mlb game they actually overlaid the mlb score bug <laughs> over an old game right. because they couldn't <laughs> own the the mlb footage would have been a lot more expensive so it's like a so college like, game or something yeah so or he's like, like narrowed it down to like it's some kind of minor league college like it's like one of those summer leagues i think where college players play when they're not in college, I think. Right. Um, but he can't figure out exactly like what game it is. And it's like driving him nuts. And uh, he's got it narrowed down very like he knows it's this one team and he's pretty sure it's this one season. But then there's like little facts that sort of make it where he can't exactly yeah. pinpoint what game it is. I love those. The, and it's a very, very good great. TikTok. Um, I'm not I'm not on TikTok, but uh, a, a friend of ours is on there. Uh, he does. He does these on Twitter as well and on Twitch. Um, but uh, John, you know, Michael Hudson and mm-hmm. how good he is at GeoGuessr. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like obscene how good he is. He's like one of the best in the world. Um, but he has started doing, uh, do you know what, Rachel, do you know what, um, GeoGuessr is? Yeah. I yeah. haven't thought about it in years, but I, I am familiar. Yes. It's, it's become a lot more popular online. I think on TikTok, especially it's where you guess what year a specific Saturn was made. Oh my God. <sighs> That's, that's a good look. It's a pretty well, good reference. Well, you know what? You're going to marry next week. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, but yeah, Michael Hudson, uh, on TikTok, I think it's uh, at map HUD, uh, M A P H U D. Uh, and he does little short videos on there and on, on his Twitter as well. But he's just like, it's just insane how good he is. Like the ones he's been doing recently are, um, like it's, it's crazy enough when he just drops into a place and it's like no moving, scrolling or zooming. You just have to guess based off that. Right. And he's very good at that, but he's been doing one now where, um, it flashes on the screen for literally a quarter of a second. Um, and he has to guess like what country it is and he's just like nailing it. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a great way to kill time is just watching him do that. So, (laughs) well, and that's like what I love about TikTok is that whatever weird thing you're good at, someone wants that someone, Mm -hmm. yeah, someone wants to watch that happen. And what a magical way to connect people who want to waste time. (laughs) It's great. I, I love it. It's so uh, true. Yeah. What would my, th- what would our thing be, Stefan? Oh, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we need like a niche TikTok. Thing. I, I mean, I guess I could do like a curling type thing. You could do a curling thing. I mean, I guess uh, I don't, I have no idea what I would do. I don't know what I have. That's like TikTokable. You know what I mean? I guess it would just be Kiki. We just have my cat on there probably. Um, yeah. Cause she's I'm trying very, to she's think of like cute, a weird so. skill that you have. Uh, I'm good at like NHL, like playing NHL. Mm, That's true. But like, so I could do little highlight videos on TikTok, I guess, of me playing NHL. But what would be yours, Rachel? I mean, mine is just like presenting people with really horrifying information um, (laughs) that I think is just fun. Okay. Like, did you know hyenas give birth through their clitorises? And like, what did you know that cornflakes were invented because the guy who made them thought that constipation made you too horny. Um, I knew that. Yeah, so I knew that. <laughs> I didn't know the hyena one though. Yeah. Yeah. The well, hyena one. Like that's that. a, that's a new, okay, wait, can we unpack that one for a second? <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you give birth through your, again, 
Right. Yeah. So it's a little, it's like not quite right to call it a clitoris. Okay. It's sometimes referred to as a pseudopenis. I have a whole section on this in my book. Oh, good. And that. Okay. Arousing history of sex. A lot of genuinely funny and interesting facts in there. Also a few horrifying ones because that's life. Um, But yeah, hyenas, female hyenas, they have evolved these like long multi-purpose external genitals. Okay. So it's like if the vagina like extended out into something that looks like a penis. All right. And they pee through there. They don't have a separate urethra. They um, sex, like the penis has to get in there, which is probably why it evolved because it means that like they have a, they have all of the control in a sexual encounter because it's like very like uh, logistically difficult. Mm. For the male hyena. Um, That's actually, yeah. that would be helpful for human <laughs> women. Yeah. But, you know, it is uh, really enthusiastic consent is absolutely required. <laughs> it is. Uh, I really want this. We got to solve this puzzle <laughs> yeah, together exactly. for the next five yeah. minutes. I promise but you. <laughs> the big downside is that they also give birth through them. Um, and it is like absolutely horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they walk around with. Uh, erections and actually when female hyenas are hanging out and they get erections it's actually a sign of submission to the like head female wow. i don't know why but okay. that is the mm. thing they do so yeah Incredible. my tiktok thing is just like telling people stuff like that and i did get i got my first like teenage boy making a tiktok about how disgusting i was um nice okay yeah you made it. he had like christian bodybuilder in his bio mm. and i replied thank you so much my brother in christ have a blessed day and he deleted the video so i think i <laughs> yeah, am a cyber bully now yeah that's fine um, that's okay to do once in a while i mean if your profile says christian bodybuilder i mean you're kind of asking you're for especially yourself yeah especially with you know righteous gemstones and what it's telling us about christian <laughs> oh bodybuilders God, yeah. in this modern age <laughs> I saw a bumper sticker the other day that said CrossFit for Christ, and all I could think of was Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, of um, course. Because what else could CrossFit for Christ be? <laughs> yeah, nothing. I don't know. Um, yeah. My update is kind of, I guess it's sort of sports related. Uh, Dan, there's a video I sent you. Uh, yeah, I, saw, I got it. I, I saw it this morning. Um, this is uh, from like a professional pool match. Uh, and. <laughs> Uh, this guy, the guy's really good, and he hits a couple of absolutely insane shots. Um, but I would like you to listen to what the commentator says uh, specifically about the shots. And this, honestly, this makes me want to watch a lot more pool. I've I've watched a little bit, like occasionally it's just on TV um, or on like a streaming service or whatever. And it is it is kind of fun to watch once in a while because they're so good at it. Um, and it's just incredible seeing someone just make all these shots. Like even just making an easy shot is impressive to me. So the shots they're making in pro pool are ridiculous. The shots here are ridiculous. Um, but again, this is more about what the commentator says. Oh my gosh. That was, that was unbelievable right there. Okay, now here we go. This is insane. Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable! I tell you what, I I might would, I might kill myself if if somebody made that on me. <laughs> uh, that immediately to me goes in the in the commentary hall of fame. I think I that's, might kill myself. I, I might kill myself. Yeah, and just like the southern draw. I didn't as well. know yeah. Luca Eminen was still. The delivery playing. was perfect. 
It really was. That was that was yeah. incredible. I didn't know Meek Eminen was still playing. Do you he know won the that Worlds guy? back? Yeah, back when I used to watch Nine Ball a lot, and he was one of the best players in the world back in the day. I don't know if he's I still feel like you that. can play pool for a while, right? Probably. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, oh, yeah, you can play till you're really old. I just didn't know. Like a lot of the guys just kind of give it up. Let me see here. Mika Eminen is he still very good? Like I'm pretty sure he won the Worlds around when I was. Yeah, he won the 2001 World Nine Balls. And he's but he's still playing today. Apparently. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Wow. He's playing today. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love that. That to me is up there with, um, and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to send this over to Dan cause he can play this too. But, uh, this is something that oh, we, we, we played a lot on our, uh, on our, uh, previous, uh, podcast, which was a, a sports podcast. Uh, this is Bob Costas, uh, oh, the best sports commentary of all time talking about Pedro Strop and, and to, to give you, uh, Dan, I'll post it here in the zoom. Okay. Um, to give you some context for this one, uh, Pedro Strop had come in uh, as a relief pitcher, uh, I think for the Cubs. Cubs, and yeah. uh, he gave yeah, up like just a normal regular season baseball. Game. Yeah, and he gave up like two runs, I think, in yeah, one inning, like which is like not great, but it's not like obscenely bad or something. But you wouldn't know it uh, from what Bob Costas says about his performance. Uh, and Dan, just let me know when you've got it ready to go. Give me about 10 seconds here. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna, it I'm is gonna take truly a sip of water. one of the more it's it. I just don't even understand where it comes from. No, it's one of the most insane things anyone's ever said. Probably. Rachel, have you seen this before? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, wow. you, would, you would know, I think if you had, you're in for a it. treat. Yeah. This right, is okay. It's not Fascio this time. It's Madden. And that means a change. is on his way in. Strope is on his way out, pointing toward the heavens. We can only ask or wonder that he is asking some departed relative for forgiveness for this atrocious performance. <laughs> uh, that's good, Dan. Um, wow. It it just hits every single time. It's I it's love that he so also he screws up the verbiage, right? Yes. And so he has a chant. Like it's almost like his brain is telling him, Bob, you don't want to say this thing. <laughs> like he gets that little click where he says the wrong word. Yes. And th- that's his out. He could have gotten that's out. That's his out. He could have yeah. just stopped right there. But he was like, Nope, I gotta I gotta really oh. Well, and it's so much more personal that he said departed relative when he literally could have just said God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I asking the heavens forgiveness, right? the heavens, a higher power. No, a departed relative, his dead grandfather. Yeah. Please forgive me. It's still two runs in the bottom of the eighth of this regular regular season season game. One out of 162. (laughs) Yeah. So good. So yeah, the, the pool one is up there with this one, but, the Bob Costas one is the greatest of all time. I think it's not. Well, at be. least with the pool one too, the guy's putting it on himself. Exactly, he's saying I he's would not kill like, oh, if I was playing him, I'd shoot him in the face. Yeah, or, you know, he's like, I would just kill myself if I had to be on the other end of that. God, wonderful, wild, John, love it. Well, I've got a great one this week. This is from a friend of the show, Jane Aust. Had a very funny text exchange this week. I don't know if either of you saw this. It, it went pretty viral on Twitter. I guess I'm assuming it's a, a friend of Jane's is texting Jane and says to her, what's that thing that's like stripping, but for nerds? 
It's it's like feminist stripping, like steampunk stripping. I'm blanking on the word. They wear like corsets and top hats and shit. And then Jane just replies, burlesque. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> stripping for nerds. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's. Uh, I, I feel like whenever I see like a poster around Vancouver for burlesque, it's always like Harry Potter burlesque or Star Wars burlesque or something, right? Like, yes, I think it's that's... some kind of thing. I remember too, like. Um, <clears throat> I, I I knew a guy who his girlfriend had left him and then she got into like burlesque pretty heavy and I guess became one of Vancouver's more sort of like notable burlesque performers. And I remember like other people being like, oh, man, that's got to be hard. You know, your girlfriend leaves you and then becomes like a burlesque dancer. I'm like, in what? How is that difficult to process in any way whatsoever? It's like, oh no, my ex is out there doing, yeah, doing Harry Potter, Harry or Potter Star Wars. burlesque. Yeah. yeah, it's just such a strange. Uh, it just doesn't feel like really, you know, the same kind of sort of toxic masculine opinion that they were trying to express. Like, it just didn't feel like it got the same, you know, the same way across as it as they were going for, like, I think they were expecting me to be like, yeah, man, oh my God. I, I feel like if, uh, if stripping is jeopardy, then burlesque is bar trivia, right? <laughs> is there that are some like very successful, classy burlesque folk. My friend Abe Goldfarb does like MCing for burlesque. So mm-hmm. I'm like vaguely aware. Uh, but I have also been to an amateur burlesque night that was Homestar runner themed. Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's a spectrum. Wow. <laughs> yeah, always, like, definitely. I would, sorry, okay, Rachel. I would rather see the Homestar Runner one than it was, Star Wars or uh, Harry Potter. It was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. What were some, can I, uh, okay, what were some of the, like, was someone dressed as, like, the cheat? Or, like, I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, no, there were, I mean, there were lots of different acts, and they definitely had, like, coordinated, so there wasn't too much overlap. Sure, because um, everyone wants to be strong bad, obviously, right? Like, yeah, and I don't remember what the strong bad act was. The one that sticks out in my mind is that someone did um, strong sad, and oh. they stripped to um, brick by Ben Folds. Yeah, oh <laughs> nice. Okay, um, that's, yeah, that's should, a really I good. I should bit, say, actually. like, to me, I remember, like, for me, I remember when burlesque was kind of starting to gain sort of mainstream popularity. It was through the Suicide Girls. Like oh, they yeah. had their own burlesque tour and that became like a big thing. And yeah, like I agree with what you're saying, Rachel. There's obviously like lots of burlesque that's not like inherently silly or independent seeming or whatever, you know. But but yeah, it is definitely <laughs> funny when it gets more localized <laughs> and does feel like well, stripping for nerds. Even among some of the really like uh, successful famous people who do it in New York. Like a lot of them are very consciously weird. Like a lot of times uh, when I would go to these shows at the slipper room, which is like one of the big places for burlesque in New York, um, there would always be like one group of guys there who like did not get the vibe. They were just like bachelor party rolling in and were being kind of gross. And one time there was this like particularly gross group and they were sitting right next to me. And I was just like, Please let the next act be so weird that they leave. And then a woman came out dressed as a giant pot leaf uh, and just twirled around on a rope as a giant pot leaf. And I was like, thank you, Lord. And they got up and left. (laughs) 
Wow. That's got to be because there definitely does have to be a class of guy that confuses burlesque with stripping, right? Like where they're like. And there is overlap. For sure. Yeah, of course. Of course there's overlap. You're allowed to be titillated, but like, you know. It's not the same vibe at all. It's not the same vibe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Well, let's, uh, speaking of vibes, let's get into a different vibe with our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts, block tale. Woo! No longer can see that post. It's a block tale. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. All right, Rachel, the floor is yours. Uh... What do you have for us? Yeah, um, I uh, panicked a little bit because I am normally the blocker, not the blocky. Um, but and then I was like, well, I've blocked so many people. So how am I going <laughs> to pick one of those stories? Um, uh, the only block I'm aware of that I was the recipient of was uh, my horrible ex on LinkedIn. The one place I didn't block him. But that's... <laughs> It's not wow. the story LinkedIn. I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever had a LinkedIn block, but I don't I can't remember. Yeah. LinkedIn is uh that's a that's a bridge. That's a that's a real bridge you gotta think about crossing. Yeah, yeah. Um so the block story I want to tell is actually from back in the uh AOL instant messenger days. Oh yes. Uh, we've had a couple of those and they're always <laughs> they're always good. Yeah, so um set the scene. I think I was uh I think I was like 11 years old. Um, I had just gone to this week long youth leadership conference, which was pretty much like a, a young Republican convention. My parents did not choose to send me this. I like got a mailer and I was like, mother, father, this will look great on my college application. And they were like, okay. Um, and like the vibe was very much like if I found out that Madison Cawthorn had been one of my fellow campers there, I would believe it. That was, that was the demographic. Um, so, uh, I meet a boy, I believe his name was Anthony Fontanetta and Great we're name. talking on Great name. and, uh, he's like, you know, I really like you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has never happened to me before. I was really overwhelmed. Um, and I was like, I like you too. And he was like, well, then do you want to be my girlfriend? And I, uh, 11 years old, said yes. Uh, again, I was like, oh my God, it's all happening. Um, and then I walked away. Um, I am like using the bathroom, sitting there thinking like, oh my God, what now? My parents are going to find out. They're going to kill me. Like, is he going to try to come visit me? Ew. Uh, do I even like this guy? And then I walk over and he has sent me an instant message that says first kiss with the kiss emoji. And I was like, well, this gives me the ick. And I blocked him. Just <laughs> no goodbye. <laughs> I was just like, this is a boy who lives in my computer. And if I block him on aim, he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and then a year later, <laughs> we, um, I was going back to this camp to attend George Bush's second inauguration. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, terrible times. And um, I unblocked him because I was so embarrassed that I might run into him again. And he was like, didn't miss a beat. Uh, didn't seem to realize I had blocked him. Didn't seem to think there was anything fishy about how I had disappeared from the internet immediately after he emoji kissed me. Um, 
And that and was now that. he's your husband. Unbelievable. What a story. <laughs> yes. My darling <laughs> husband, Anthony, who I met at Young Republican Camp. Um, and believe it or not, this was not the last time that I would just block a boy who had a crush on me on the internet because I was so overwhelmed that it seemed like just the the easiest thing. I also did it on Tumblr for a guy whose name I don't remember. Um, I just like, you know, feelings. I didn't want to have them. <laughs> yeah, that's reasonable, I think. <laughs> well, I think, too, it's like that was I mean, we grew up in a time, you know, where the internet was seemed like a lot scarier, especially for that type of thing. Where yeah. It wasn't so much like, you know, we didn't have dating apps and all that. So where it was like, Oh yeah, that's how you meet people. You, you are on your phone and then you agree with someone in your phone to meet them in public. And you know, like none of that exists. Like I can remember being that, you know, the, around that age as well and sort of starting to talk to people on the internet and stuff and figuring out like, you know, like, Holy shit. Yeah. Like what's what do we do now? What what is this kind of thing? Like it definitely it was it was a more uncomfortable thing. I think too. I agree with you. It also still felt like a fake, separate thing from real life in a way that yeah. I don't think is true for the internet now. Um, totally. Where like me blocking this kid on AIM like effectively made him not exist anymore <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, yeah. in a way that sure. was like today would be pretty psychopathic, but at the time felt very uh, well, normal. <laughs> I think especially if he didn't live near you or what, you know, you met him at this camp yeah, or whatever, totally. like that would definitely feel like that. I think for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's I mean, that's good. Like I, I do. I do appreciate that. He also was just like, didn't care. Like when you came back, he was just like, Oh, finally my queen. Like, you know, he just did. Yeah. We, we danced together at an inauguration celebration event. And then I said, okay, bye. (laughs) Never spoke to him again. So in person, Um, he wasn't weird about it either. So you did see him again after this incident. I did. Yeah. And I, I, I really, I don't remember it ever coming up. I think he thought like my parents had taken away my computer access and I had only given it back serendipitously right before we met again, Um, which I guess could have happened. Yeah, I was going to say like that is back then also a legitimate like, oh, yeah, my parents cut off the Internet. So I just didn't have the Internet. And then (laughs) he'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. My dad's been on a phone call for the last year (laughs) so the dialogue wasn't working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. Well, we have a a listener block that is um, a lot different than that one. Um, A lot less innocent, I would say. Uh, This one comes in from Tim, uh, who was blocked by James Lindsay, uh, who if you don't know who James Lindsay is, he's a uh, he's an American author who wrote who's written a bunch of books. His most his latest book was called Counter Woke Craft. Oh, right. Uh, (laughs) A field manual for combating the woke. Uh, which is really, I mean, I love, I will say, I love the way that this guy's stuff gets written. I never heard of this guy in my life before this block. Uh, oh, but really? I do, yeah, you should no. look up his appearance on Dr. Phil. No, uh, I'm it's good. really funny. No, I'm okay. Um, but yeah, so I love this. Like uh, one thing I love about him. So his bio, he describes himself as a professional troublemaker. That's always a good. Uh, oh, yeah. That always yeah. feels good when people do that. This is the this is the synopsis for counter woke craft. 
A Field Manual for Combating the Woke in the University and Beyond by Charles Pincourt and James Lindsay. The woke ideology is colonizing Western civilization. This ideology views the world through a Marxist-inspired lens of systemic power dynamics that divides us between the privileged and the oppressed. This colonization has successfully captured many of our noblest and most vital institutions through time-tested strategies and tactics. People from almost every sector of life are concerned about this capture, but feel paralyzed and helpless as this ideology activates itself and wields its power. The good news is that woke tactics are predictable and can be countered. This guide is an invaluable contribution to understanding, recognizing, and ultimately countering woke craft wherever it appears. Oh, boy. Yeah. So really good. Really good stuff. Anyway, Tim was getting into it with James Lindsay, uh, who I guess had been... Uh, people were calling him a groomer uh, because because uh, I guess this was part of his uh, this is part of one of the the anti woke people's thing is that they get mad when people call them like pedophiles or groomers or whatever. Sure. Um, and then he was photographed with a guy from Nexium, um, the sex trafficking cult. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he was a higher up at Nexium and is a current defender of Nexium. Uh, and so James had a tweet where he said, I think it's hilarious that these idiots are calling me a groomer because I took a picture with somebody at an event. Desperate. Effective for weeding out dumbasses. <laughs> and then Tim replied, tweet through it, my man. Whom amongst us hasn't hung out with a literal sex slaver? <laughs> um, and then James blocked him. So yeah, nice and simple. Nice and yeah. simple. Uh, congratulations, Tim. Uh, great work. If you want to send in a block, you can do so at blocked at blockparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website. You can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blockparty where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. We've got a mailbag coming out this week. We'll also have VOD of our live show on Friday, My Bachelor Party, uh, which was as uh, unhinged as you might imagine it would be. Uh, but it was a great time. We hung out with uh, a bunch of our friends and That'll be all up there. And yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff. We're going to have a continuing Sex in the City series. Stefan and I are watching that whole new show, which will be a disaster. Anyway, it's all over there. Patreon, you can check it out. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Rachel, we're here at the end of the show. Uh, this is where you suggest to us a top three. Three, two, one. Trois, deux, un. Uno, 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 mustard, three, sauce, Yeah, you know it's funny because I had already picked this, and then uh, Dan uh, really teed it up perfectly. Um, <sighs> I want to do our top three favorite euphemisms for masturbating. Oh, okay. Okay. We have somehow not done this before. Somehow think, so. we have not done awesome. this before. Top three euphemisms for masturbating. Okay. okay. Is this uh, something Rachel, you cover what's... in your book, Rachel? I feel like oh, Stefan yeah. and I There's up a against whole... a person who just wrote a sex <laughs> book in this top three yeah. is going to be very, uh, <laughs> very difficult. There's a whole chapter about masturbating. Yes. Um, mostly like, you know, weird historical stuff. But um, yes, that is why I. Love I hadn't it. really thought about euphemisms for masturbation before in a in a deep way. Uh, so yeah, give us am your I number three. Start with my favorite, or is it just random? No, you order? go you go number three, and then we'll all okay. do our number three. Then you'll yeah. do your number two. It goes like in a round. So got it. Um, I would say my number three is uh, paddling the pink canoe. <laughs> wow, <laughs> That's okay. Good. 
I don't think I've heard that I don't know if I've ever heard that one before There aren't a lot of good euphemisms for like uh, non-dick masturbation. Yeah, true. But that one, that one I think it's pretty good. Paddling the pink canoe. Yeah, I like that. I like that Um, for sure. I like it too because it would definitely be one where it has a sort of uh, viral potential. Like it feels like one where you could easily see a screen cap of a woman texting that to a man who would have no idea what she's talking about and it would be very funny. Totally. Yeah. Um, my number three is also non-dick, actually. Uh, and this to me is a classic, but flicking the bean. Oh, yeah. Classic. For Gotta I mean, love that's, flicking the bean yeah. is gross, which I which I like. <laughs> like that's that like to me, masturbating itself is like a gross activity. Like it's not gross to do, obviously, but like, you know, no one looks good masturbate right so like to me flicking the bean is like a good encapsulation it's of, very funny it's just a very moment because if you also picture like flicking a bean along like a table or something like it's <laughs> yeah flicking yeah. the bean yo like you and i did at my exactly yeah party. number so, so that's my number three um, number three John? flicking the bean that's a good one um i am going to do uh number three I am just go. I, I, this is maybe not exactly a euphemism for masturbating, but I always mm-hmm. loved the sort of that that kind of theory that like you go blind if you masturbate too much. Like do it so much right. you'll go blind. I know that's not exactly yeah. a euphemism for masturbation, but I always loved that sort of like that. That was like a thing that people said and people believed. Oh yeah, if I keep doing that, and I have glasses and my vision does keep getting worse. So <laughs> I was always like, yeah, maybe you know. So that's my number three. Rachel, your number two. Very nice. Uh, my number two is uh, burping the worm, which grosses me out. <laughs> but I think what? to your point, like, you know, do I really want to watch someone burp their worm? No. So I think it burping it works that worm. way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, I've I have uh, I have never heard that one before. That's incredible. Holy shit. That is really good. Burping my the Google worm. My Google history the last couple of years has been great. So <laughs> Oh my god! Burping the um, worm! Holy fuck! And I always call Stefan a worm. So now this is—I like- know this is sort of yeah. <laughs> um, I think my number two and my number one are, are sort of similar, and they're they're just kind of old standbys. But number two, just a classic: whacking off. Um, it's it's fun to say. It gets the point across. Uh, it's nice and straightforward. Um, there's just something there's something poetic about it. I would say so. Whacking off is my number two. Yeah, whacking off is a... It's a classic. Because it's also reason, just you know? like, what, you're not really whacking anything either. <laughs> but which it's is funny. A good, yeah, no, but like... So that no, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like a good... Yeah, it's a nice one. Damn, this is going to be hard because I know Stefan's probably going to go jacking off number one and I'm trying to just like not... I will tell you right now, I'm not going jacking off. You're not? Okay, well then I'll <laughs> so, go jacking off. So you could do I'll jacking, jacking off, off yeah. number two. Uh, a cl- it's a classic. It's it's a you know exactly the same as whacking off. Really, you just can't go wrong. Yeah, I'm just gonna jack off. It's good. It's a great thing to call someone. To, you can call someone a jack off, which is also that's true. Yeah. Very that has a sort of ability that other masturbation euphemisms don't exactly have. So that's my. No, I two. hate when people say jilling off. Yeah, that doesn't that's, that doesn't hit. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, my friend is a comedian who's really tried to make that happen. And um, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, my number one is uh, a silly one, a fun one, uh, Badgering the Witness. I, oh. just, I it It's poetry to me. Um, I love it. I love that too. It's nice. It, it's, it paints a picture yeah. for sure. 
Um, so my number one is similar to my number two. It's similar to jacking off. Again, it's a pretty straightforward one, uh, but it's pounding off. Pounding um, off? Okay. Yeah. I think there's something almost, uh, I don't know. It sounds a little classier than whacking off, I think. Um, but it is also funny just imagining just someone like pounding <laughs> their dick and balls like really hard. Like, cause that's sort of what you picture when you hear some, something getting pounded. I saw a um, screenshot the other day that was like, when I was a kid, I saw the phrase beating off and heard it was fun. So I punched myself balls <laughs> and I threw up and cried. Um, it's misleading though, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think pounding off is sort of the same, uh, yeah. the, the same sort of idea, but uh, again, just just very fun to say. Also, um, but yeah, pounding off. I like my that. number one. I was I looked some up just for fun. This one is good. I'm not you. This is not my number one, but I love that. This is a good one. Shaking hands with the milkman. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's probably my favorite of this sort of. It's like a. Okay. It's just like a listicle of like fifty. That one is easily, I think, the best one of these. Um, but uh, my number one, and this is just like, again, another sort of like gross kind of one uh, that always, it makes me laugh every time I hear it. My number one, pulling your pud. Yeah, thank you. I'm so glad you did that one because that was that was an honorable mention for me. It's just such a gross thing to say. No one ever calls a penis their pud <laughs> other than in this context. Like it just is not a good what is the guy from uh, the the gum cartoon? Yes, exactly. Remember? Bazooka yeah. Joe. And there was a guy mm-hmm. named Pud in it. And every time I saw him in there, it would make me think of that. And it was just Wait, like I think, a- well, just to be clear, I think Pud was a separate comic strip from the Bazooka Joe. Oh, ones, was I'm it? Sure. Okay, hold yeah. on. Pud? I think it was because there's the Bazooka Joe gum, right? And then there's like the... Oh, sorry. Pud uh, was from Double Bubble. Double Bubble. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to correct you. No, that's, that. no, that's uh, good. That's smart. Because I do need to know that, so... That's that's important. Oh wow, this is really a. Uh... <laughs> if you go to Wikipedia for pud, pud yeah. may refer to pudding, a typically sweet food. <laughs> Comic strip mascot for Double Bubble, a nickname of Albert Kent, a Canadian football coach and Olympic rower, a nickname of okay. Philip J. Kaplan, an American entrepreneur, Pud Galvin, a Hall of Fame Major League Baseball picture, pud or pud, an old Russian unit of weight, slang shortened mm-hmm. version of pudendum. <laughs> Oh, okay. So the right. last one, it really kind of brings it all. It really yeah, brings it, it brings all it together all there. But, but that's yeah. a good number one. I think uh, I think you nailed it. Thank you. I Thank you. you. A great top three, yeah. really, in general. I mean, yeah, you're right, Stefan. Somehow we've made it 183 episodes of mostly talking about jacking off without <laughs> yeah. this being our top three. So, Rachel. Or we've done it as a top three and just forgotten because we've done so many. <laughs> True. Also possible. Yeah, no. It's a, a, great, a great top three. You're a great guest, Rachel. Fantastic to have you. Before we go, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, uh, so my first book just came out. It's called Been There, Done That, Arousing History of Sex. It's uh, full of silly stuff about uh, fucking yourself, yeah. other people. Yeah, so uh would love people to check that out. And then, um, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter, just at Rachel Feltman with a T. And uh, from there, you can find me pretty much anywhere else. So thanks Beautiful. for having me on. Hey, our pleasure. Right. Uh, great you, to be here. Definitely going to read uh, the sex book. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be good. Do you feel like it's taken you into a new sort of sect of things or people? Like now you have to become sort of the sex person? <laughs> I was already, it was definitely already one of my like pet science journalist topics. Right. Okay. Um, And my podcast, speaking of things to 
plug the weirdest thing I learned this week is often about like weird history. So it's just kind of like cementing um, my, uh, you know, I would I would frequently have uh, dalliances with weird sex history facts. And now I am just, you know, uh, taking on the full time role of weird sex history lady. Love Uh, it. All right. Wonderful. Well, there you go, everybody. You can follow Rachel, grab her book. Uh, as for us, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Block Party Pod. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash block party. And we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.